0: Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. Hello, hope you're okay and ready for the weekend. Thanks for downloading today's podcast on Friday the 14th of April. First today, we've been speaking to the daughter of a Northleet woman who's been diagnosed with breast cancer for a third time. Rishenda Hills has had surgery, chemo and radiotherapy, but doctors say it's incurable and there's nothing more the NHS can do. The 51-year-old's hoping a new trial treatment could give her more time to spend with family, especially her baby granddaughter. They've set up a GoFundMe page to try and raise £50,000. Here's Shed daughter Kayleigh. So uh, my mum was diagnosed for the third
1: time um, with breast cancer last summer when we found out um, and since then it's just we've just found out that it's really spread to further places so if it, it was in her lung to start off with um, and then it went to her lymph nodes and then in November last year we found out it went to her brain. Um, she had chemotherapy and she had radiotherapy as well both which did shrink the tumours, but she's not really well enough at the moment to have any more, they said. And they said even if they was to put her through, I mean, she can't have any more radio, if they was to put her through more chemotherapy, then it wouldn't prolong her life. So it's kind of, what's the point? So obviously we were told that they couldn't do any more. So we got researching and there is this therapy called dendritic cell therapy. Basically it helps your immune system fight off the cancer because when we've got cancer and our, our immune system is obviously really low so by boosting your immune system it can help the body know where the cancer is and to sort of fight it off and they said that it will um boost her immune system by seven times um and i mean we've heard really good things about it i know a few GoFundMe pages that we've seen where people were funded for it and they said that they went ahead with it and If they hadn't, they believe if their family hadn't had that therapy, then they would have lost them a lot sooner because they're still alive now. And that's, for example, that person they have been alive for two years now, but they were told they didn't have long left to go and there was no other treatments. So this was basically our last option. So that's why we started the GoFundMe page. My daughter's three months old. It's my mum's first grandchild. So she's been really looking forward to obviously her arriving. And she just feels like she's missing out on even so much right now, just because she's not able to do the things that she used to be able to do. Um, I mean, she's, she loves children, she's always loved children. Isn't she? she just wants to be able to spend that time with her and see her grow up. But obviously when we're told it's possibly weeks, it's not the obviously best news to hear. But I mean, we were told it was only going to be a matter of weeks four weeks ago now so she's still here and she's not they told us that it'd be a rapid decline but it's been the complete opposite she's only got she's only got better in herself rather than gone more downhill so that's why we're not prepared you know to give up and we've got to we've got to fight this haven't we?
2: can i ask your mum uh, what it would mean to her to get get the money for this treatment
1: yeah it'd mean the world to me just to even just to see my grandchild get to two years old yeah, the I mean
2: the world. And and for anybody listening to this, hearing this on the radio, what, what would your message be to them?
1: Just any 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 little help that they can really, Do you know, even if it's just a matter of pounds, a few pounds, just every little, every little helps really. I mean, we're obviously as a family putting in as much money as we can, but well, no one really has fifty thousand pounds just find just like that, and we need it quite soon because obviously we're fighting against time here so just yeah i mean even if you can't donate just to share the word really just to spread the page just to make everyone aware because people that might be able to donate even if you can't yourself um yeah it's just spreading awareness really just hopefully
0: people will donate to help us you can find a link to their fundraising page in the story at kent online Let's take a look at our most read story now, as it's feared work to improve a busy junction in Maidstone won't solve traffic problems. There are often long queues near the Lock Meadow Leisure Complex, but a new one-way system is aiming to reduce congestion. The man who runs the McDonald's drive through says it's been set up the wrong way round to address the issues. A person's been taken to a London hospital following a serious crash near West Malling. Emergency crews, including the air ambulance, were called to the A20 London Road in Ryarsh yesterday evening. Three people were trapped in one vehicle. Police are investigating the cause of the collision. Kent
3: Online reports.
0: It's the fourth and final day of strike action by junior doctors in Kent and the rest of England. It's estimated around 350,000 appointments in operations have been cancelled this week. KMTV's Gabriel Morris has been speaking to Foundation Doctor Juliet McQueen on the picket line outside Medway Maritime Hospital.
4: Being a first year doctor is a big adjustment. You have bigger responsibility than you think you would. Um, often you're forced to make decisions when there isn't always seniors around because they're dealing with sicker patients but the decisions you're making are still quite big and have a big impact on patient care. Um, it's not as coddled as one might think and while some, whilst we are juniors and we, are, we do have support of seniors, we're still doing lots of tasks day to day and it's a very time-pressured environment.
2: Well, you've walked out uh, this week over paying conditions, but this is causing um, mass disruption, cancellations of appointments. What do you say to that?
4: We understand that this is upsetting for patients and there's worries about patient care, but we need this small disruption now to avoid a bigger disruption in the future. Without full pay restoration, without remuneration (laughs) for doctors. People will leave the NHS, move to other countries and there'll be greater disruption in the future.
2: I mean you are in your first year um, working as a doctor, how long do you think you were going to stay as a doctor? Would you you think you could leave um, the NHS and maybe go abroad to Australia like we're seeing some people doing?
4: Yes, absolutely. I do think about it and I have researched it myself. Um, I obviously have my family here which is a factor which would probably keep me here, however my family would agree that moving to Australia or to New Zealand would be a good option for me. Not only would I be able to earn more money, which isn't really the, the problem, but um, there's better training there within that service as well.
2: How do you find working as a doctor here in Medway?
4: It's very hard work. It is rewarding. I enjoy being a doctor and looking after my patients and caring for them. But uh, there's lots of issues and lots of um, things about being a doctor that's hard work and it's very hard to leave your job at work and often I bring cases and things I've seen at work home with me and struggle to process that. Do you think um,
2: doctors are overworked? Do you think there's a staffing issue in the NHS?
4: There's definitely a staffing issue within the NHS and I think the answer to that is full pay restoration. We don't have enough nurses, we don't have enough physios, we don't have enough doctors, we don't have enough ambulance drivers, so there's a real issue with
0: staffing and the best way to retain staff is to pay them properly. The British Medical Association's calling for a 35 percent pay rise, but the government says that's unrealistic and they're refusing to negotiate until industrial action is called off. Dr. Jason Kendall is a Kent representative for the BMA. First
2: of all, we don't want to be striking. It's really disappointing that again the government has chosen not to not to engage with us, not to negotiate with us at all. The reason why 98% of my colleagues are striking is because we have had a real-terms pay cut of 26.1% over the last 15 years. And what does that mean in real terms for a first-year junior doctor? That means that a first-year junior doctor starts on £14 an hour. What we're asking for and what I think is is a reasonable ask is is to bring that pay back in line with what it was in 2008 and 2009, and that would bring a first-year junior doctor who's earning £14 an hour to £19 an hour. And that is why we're here today. I'd much, much rather that we weren't striking and that the government was actually willing to engage with us, get around the negotiating table. Um, it is the government that continues to refuse to meet with us and it is not, it's not the BMA.
0: Labour are also urging the government to engage in talks with junior doctors to try and reach a deal that works for everyone. Shadow Health Secretary Wes Streeting was in Chatham yesterday.
2: I think it's appalling that junior doctors have been driven to strike action just as nurses were forced to strike for the first time in their history. The government's got to recognise that the big risk here isn't simply that junior doctors walk out for more days of strike action but they walk out of the NHS altogether. We can't afford to lose these people. So a Labour government would not have ended up in this situation of strikes we would have been sat down negotiated a fair pay settlement much earlier but now the government is in this mess of its own making they've got to at least get junior doctors round the table to negotiate this war of words it is is utterly appalling and the only people that are suffering are um, the patients Um, whose operations have been cancelled in their hundreds of thousands and also junior doctors who are losing um, a day's pay every time they go on strike and all because the Prime Minister is too weak to get a grip
0: there are also concerns about recruitments for the NHS Canterbury Christchurch University runs a number of medical courses but because of government caps they can't offer as many places as they have capacity for his deputy vice chancellor professor alison honor
5: we've got some of the sector leading facilities here particularly around simulation and training And we feel really confident that we are in a great position to encourage and to be able to train the new workforce of the region but also nationally. And so we are oversubscribed, students want to come and study here and we are a key provider for healthcare professionals in the area. We provide a number of courses ranging from training our new doctors, from surgeons through to healthcare professional workers, um, including nurses, midwives and indeed social care workers. We're a really important part of solving the significant challenges that exist within the NHS at the moment And it's very important for us as a university that serves the region and provides that pipeline of talent and workforce to be working really closely with our NHS trusts.
0: Well, we heard a bit earlier from Labour frontbencher Wes Streeting. He's also spoken about Canterbury MP Rosie Duffield during his trip to Kent. She's complained that she wasn't told about party leader Sakir Starmer's visit to Medway two weeks ago. Kent's only Labour MP has also received abuse on social media recently after speaking out about trans rights. The Shadow Health Secretary's been addressing both those issues.
2: Well, we always inform local MPs when we visit their constituencies. I've told the local Conservative MP that I'm in their patch today. Uh, but it was not normal for to inform people right across the, the whole county. And let me just say, on, on Rosie Duffield, she is an important voice in the parliamentary Labour Party. She's a respected um, colleague and the way that Rosie Duffield is treated on social media often I think is appalling and I've condemned it in, in the past. I think that um, it's important that MPs are able to express their views on behalf of their constituents um, and and are treated in a respectful way and I hope we can have a better quality of debate and that Rosie Duffield will receive better treatment on social media than she has.
0: On to some other news now a teenager has been taken to hospital after being attacked by a gang armed with tree branches in Dartford. The boy suffered head injuries after the assault on Lowfield Street. Another victim also reported being attacked with a branch and suffered an arm injury. Police say they're stepping up patrols in the area. A Maidstone prison officer who was caught on secret cameras kissing a female inmate has avoided being sent to jail himself. Stephen Harris was working at HMP East Sutton when he started a romantic relationship with Ella Ward. The 56-year-old dad of two was married at the time. He's now quit his job and been given a suspended sentence. He'll also have to do 100 hours of unpaid work. An Ashford man is calling for someone to take responsibility after five trolleys were dumped in a river. They're blocking the East Stower along Ashford Road near the supermarkets in Park Farm. Adrian cackett has been speaking to our reporter Leanne.
6: Well, the first one appeared all, long time before Christmas. And then they've gradually multiplied over the last few months. Um, I suppose about a month ago, I thought, well, I wonder if anybody would be interested in getting rid of them. So I messaged TrolleyWise, which is the app that gets rid of trolleys, but no, no response. Southern Water have got notices up saying polluters wanted. Let us know if you spot any pollution in any waterways. I emailed them, no response. I emailed them again a couple of weeks later, no response. I then got onto the council on that, on the ABC website, and that was that went through, and then they closed, put it down as closed within a day. And someone else has told me that it's since been reported to Tesco's, and Tesco's don't want to know either. So that's about it, really. So you feel
3: like nobody wants to take responsibility? No,
6: nobody wants to take responsibility for it. Quite frankly you know, sooner or later it's going to build up and build up with all the rubbish that's building around it and then it'll start flooding. Somebody somewhere along the line has got to take responsibility for it. And it obviously
5: doesn't look
3: great for the area. Um, How does it make you feel seeing this?
6: Well, I think it's just an eyesore, quite frankly. You know, it's a nice little stream that runs down there. Why leave it to just pile up where you can see all that muck in there?
0: The Environment Agency have now confirmed they'll send out a team to clear up the mess. An 88-mile diversion is being put in place while part of the M20 is closed for essential repairs. National Highways has planned a series of weekend and overnight closures between junctions 9 and 10, while the Great River Stour Bridge in Ashford is repaired. The lengthy diversion will add an extra 90 minutes to travel time. Work starts next Friday and lasts for two weeks. Police on Sheppey have seized a Porsche from a fraudster who owed more than a million pounds from a court order. The man in his 30s was previously given a suspended sentence for tricking people into sending money to fake online traders. He was seen driving the car through Sheerness and ordered to hand it over. Kent Online reports. The Theatre Royal in Margate has been thrown a lifeline after receiving £10,000 of funding. The Grade 2 listed buildings fallen into decline in recent years However, the cash injection from the theatres trust is aiming to boost the restoration project. It's in urgent need of roof repairs to ensure the building is watertight. New plans for a 90-room motel on Dover's seafront have been given the go-ahead. It's part of a £250 million project to revamp the western docks area. A swimming pool and restaurant are still included, but bright colours have been toned down. You can see the updated designs in the story at Kent Online. Now thousands of people are set to take part in Varsaki celebrations in Gravesend this weekend. There'll be a colourful procession through the town centre as part of the Sikh festival and there's plenty of other exciting events happening across the county. Our Watson editor Sam Laurie is here to tell us more.
3: There are still a few days left of the Easter holidays and we've got lots of ways to help you make the most of it before the kids go back to school. We have a guide to the final weekend of the Easter break with five great days out to keep you and your family entertained up on Kent Online. So whether you want to admire the beautiful tulips at Hever Castle, travel back in time with the Tudor weekend at Willow's Birds of Prey Centre in Sevenoaks or enjoy traditional activities at the English Festival at Riverside Country Park in Raynham, you definitely won't be short of ideas. But it's not just family time that's on the cards this weekend. We've got plenty of things for the adults to do too. Grab your mates and head down to Dreamland in Margate for a night of great live music as rock band Reef come to town. Fans have been waiting for six months for the band to perform their post concert, so it's sure to be a brilliant atmosphere on Saturday. The Buddy Holly story is also at the Marlowe Theatre in Canterbury until Saturday night, with rock and roll tunes, 1950s costumes and of course the remarkable story of influential musician Buddy Holly. And finally, comedian and I'm a Celebrity star Babatunde Aleche is heading out on his first ever solo stand-up tour, including a date at the Churchill Theatre in Bromley on Saturday. The comic, also known for his appearances on Celebrity Gogglebox, will be talking about fame, family and fatherhood in his brand new show. So, I hope you find lots of ways to see out the Easter holidays in style this weekend, and I'll be back next week with some more fab things to see and do in Kent.
0: Thanks, Sam, and let's hope the weather's good for whatever any of you might have planned.
3: Kent Online Sports.
0: Some big news from Priestfield now as the CEO of Gillingham Football Club has left his role. Paul Fisher joined at the start of the season under former chairman Paul Scally and has been running the club on a day-to-day basis, playing a key role in the deal that saw new owner Brad Gallinson take over in December. A statement says he left to focus on his own company. And looking ahead to the duels game this weekend, it could be another tough challenge. They're hosting Stockport County, who are currently third in the League Two table. Gillingham are aiming to bounce back from a defeat away at Northampton on Easter Monday. Their home form's been good recently, so they'll be hoping to cause an upset. Here's defender Max Aimer.
7: Yeah, it'll be a tough game. Um, we've worked on stuff today at training. Um, so we'll be fully aware of what to do, what, what we can't do, um, so we'll just make sure that we're fully ready to go by Saturday, um, and it'll be a tough game, um, but we've proven here in the last eight, nine games, whatever it's been, that we're sort of a proper force at home, so we've just got to make sure we carry on that.
2: And when you're playing sort of the promotion pushing teams, yeah. and arguably that Jills could have a say on who goes up, yeah. is that something you kind of relish the idea of being able to kind of play against those, those top teams and actually having a
7: say and actually having your stamp on that. Yeah, for sure. I don't think you want any team coming here thinking they're getting promoted or whatever. You want to be the sort of promotion spoilers. Um, so we want to sort of kill their party um, and we'll be looking to do that on Saturday. Yeah. They're a group that's been together now for a couple of years. And I think when we played them at their place, yes, we went we went up there and I think it was five, four, one, whatever it was, but they were just a good, well-drilled side. They've got good players in that league. They, the good infrastructure, the stadium, whatever else. So I just, in terms of the teams we come up against, just felt like they were one of the best teams, uh, if not the best team. Um, so like I said, it'll be a tough game, but we don't, we don't, especially here, we don't fear anyone. I think we've put in enough. Well, we have put in enough home performances now to make teams scared to come in. I think we we do. We've had obviously within those games we haven't been excellent for the whole 90 minutes of each game but i still think we stick in there when when we're not playing well in those whether it be the first half second half we stick in there and we make sure we turn it into a battle and then second half going towards arena men we do normally tend to score goals and get a win so just got to make sure we keep doing it i know everyone mentions a men but both the sides and whatever else have been excellent so we just keep coming out and supporting the boys because it makes a massive massive difference yeah.
0: tomorrow's match kicks off at three that's all from us today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok you can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing to sign up just head to kentonline.co.uk
5: news you can trust
0: this is the Kent Online podcast